Well, I think schematically they're kind of similar to what we saw in Indy where they kind of just line up and, and do what they do. Um, you know, the wide nine front that Coach Burke and those guys, D'Amico, they're familiar with in San Francisco, really lets the D-line kind of tee off and they're firing off the football, you know, penetrating three technique, all the different things that you see in a lot of these fronts that we've started to see, they're doing a good job of. And obviously they have talented edge players. They have good, solid interior players as well to let the linebackers kind of clean everything up from there. So, you know, you can see they're early on in their system. This is game three for them, playing a new system for some of the guys. Now, a lot of the free Asian acquisitions, they all came up in this system somewhere or another. Um, so they're familiar with it. But you can see it start to get implemented, and they're doing a good job. They play really, really hard. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still going to play the same thing. And, and Shaq, again, came up in Seattle, came up in this coverage scheme. So it's something he's familiar with. He played in the indie game. You see him out there in that game as well. Um, so a lot of these guys have played, whether it's in, obviously, this system in Houston getting implemented for the first time. A lot of these guys have come up in the system. That's really where Shaq kind of cut his teeth playing in this style of coverage unit. So uh, something he's very familiar with, obviously, and he's done it for a long time. How are you dealing with some of the outside noise and pressure? I mean, cameras on you frustrated during games. I assume this is probably the most uh, criticism and pressure you've been under in your coaching career. I was in Philly for eight years. That's fair. So uh, <laughs> no, I mean, outside noise doesn't affect us inside. And I'm here pretty much all day, every day. So I really don't have social media, don't listen to the radio, don't watch TV. I mean. Don't really have time to, so your kind of ignorance is bliss. Um, so yeah, that doesn't really bother me at all. Could you talk a little bit about uh, after watching film with the offensive line? Um, any, what's your level of concern with the unit at this point? And, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, Harrison had a tough time with Chris Jones. Yeah, and he's not the first player to ever have a tough time with Chris Jones. So, you know, certainly it's early in his career. And, you know, at, at times we put him in a tough situation, and that's on us as coaches. we got to do a great job making sure we're protecting matchups and, and doing everything. And, and um, you know, they kind of get you a little bit and that they're a big pressure team and you're trying to protect against the pressures. And then all of a sudden you realize you have the personnel matchup at times. So you, you're picking and choosing how you want to deal with it at certain times. Um, but, you know, I think our offensive line is continuing to, to come together. You know, it's week two, or we just finished week two, getting into week three. We expect growth. And you see as you, you mix and match pieces through camp, you get Ben Barch back in here. There's, there's some gelling that I think comes together that's to be expected. Um, but I think everyone in our unit in general, offensive line, the offensive unit in general, we all think we need to play better in week three than we did week two, for sure. They can't go this week. How much do you have to shift things when you put maybe Tim Jones in, on the field more? Yeah, there's a possibility. You know, we're fortunate in that we have versatile pieces. We have guys like Tim, guys like Ag that provide different elements. And then with our tight end room, being able to mix and match 12 personnel, 13 personnel to give us some of the elements uh, we get. It's for a coaching staff perspective, it's certainly a lot easier to know early on if a guy's playing or not. If it's a guy that ends up being a game time decision or something happens on game day, that's where it gets tough to mix and match and change your game plan as you go. Um, so we're doing everything we can to communicate with the, co with the training staff to get a feel for where Zay is and what we expect out of him. But we'll continue to be able to massage our plan either way. Last time the Texans were here, the offense had a little bit of a rough day out. How much do you look at that since there's so much different around that team this go around? Yeah, you really don't pay attention to that. I mean, the, the personnel has changed. Obviously, the scheme has changed pretty dramatically. That was that was a more cover two base uh, coverage unit. And then this you know, tends to not be like that as much. So that's not something necessarily we pay attention to. Do you go back and look at San Fran and how they ran their defense last year? 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, we all kind of pull our experiences of playing against those guys as they've been together. But, you know, that's where Coach Ryans has the most experience as a defense coordinator. So you see his identity, how they played. And then you, you're always checking the tape. Is it the same? Or is it aligned? Is this who they are? Um, and that's always kind of the research you do throughout the week to get a feel for it. He's a good player. He's disruptive. You know, he's a guy that for a long time, when you go to the scouting combine and you talk to players and talk to Alabama, hey, who, who would you bring with you? That's a common question. What teammate would you bring with you just to get research? For a couple of years, you've heard the name Will Anderson. So, you know, I don't pay much attention to the defensive guys coming out of the draft and stuff, but I certainly knew his name. So uh, when they were able to get back in there and get him at three and he's in the division, you're not exactly excited about that. So. Got a rookie offensive tackle who is seeing these sorts of talented pass rushers. I mean, it's the NFL, but you, you're seeing impactful pass rushers yeah. week in and week out. How does that help him to, I guess, grow faster? Uh, well, I mean, you got no choice. You're, you're kind of out there. You got to. You either get it done or you don't. Um, and again, it's on us as coaches to make sure we're putting him in the best possible position. If there's a way to provide help in some way, shape, or form. If there's things you can do schematically to take advantage or to protect certain matchups, then that's what you got to do. Um, but playing right tackle in the NFL is tough. There's a lot of really, really good rushers that happen to be on that side nowadays. Um, and, but one of the things we knew about Anton coming up that we vetted from you know people at Oklahoma and just his background and growing up was we felt like this was a kid that mentally would be tough. It's going to be hard as a rookie offensive tackle in the NFL as a rookie offensive lineman. You know, you, you could name the position. You're going to see tough guys every other week or so. Uh, but we felt like this was something that Anton would be able to handle as you went through the bumps and bruises of being a rookie offensive lineman. Doug talked someone Monday about the need for players to sort of let the game come to them and not be pressed to make plays. As a coordinator, do you have to do that as well, just sort of let the offense? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, you, you start feeling at times you fight the feeling of, all right, we need a big play here. We need to spark momentum. We need where, you know, kind of the what got us going last year a little bit was just sticking to our plan. We built a game plan that we believed in. We execute the plan regardless of the situation and we chip away at whatever we needed to do to get ourselves going. And so you, you fight the urge to, you know, have to start digging and looking for the big play when it's not necessarily there. Coach talks to the team all the time about, you know, make the play that comes to you, don't go chasing plays. And that, that applies to all of us coaches with you know, as myself as the play caller, the same idea of just stick to the plan that we, we created, we believed in from Monday to Saturday uh, when there was no emotion involved in it. And so just stick to that, let the players make the plays, and that's where we want to go with things. Do you, do you feel like there's, there's some pressure on this offensive unit? I mean, everybody's talked about it, you know, it's going to be a top five offense, Super Bowl contenders, things like that. And then you see what happened last week. Do you think there's some pressure there, maybe? Uh, I, th I think something like that is natural. I think as you hear the noise and you hear all if you let that get to you. Um, but I think at the same time, we have very high standards. So it has nothing to do with, or at least from my perspective or the coaching staff's perspective, has nothing to do with outside noise or people. We expect a lot of ourselves. We expect to play to a certain standard that we felt like really through two weeks we haven't been able to achieve yet, or consistently at least. Um, but we know we just keep chipping away. We, we trust the process that we've got in place for how we build game plans, how we practice, how we prepare the guys, and, and really just kind of double down on our process. What was the biggest frustration point with the, with the way the offense played last game? A lot of guys said that they were just upset with how they showed. Was it just because nothing seemed to go right? Was it that you saw the plays there and it just wasn't all coming together? Uh, I mean, it's a play-by-play -play basis. I mean, there were certain things that um, took place that just overall led to a frustrating day. 
Uh, I think if you're able to punch a couple of those red zone opportunities in, the day feels very differently. I think the biggest thing, and we talked about this as a, as a unit together on Monday, the biggest thing was we felt like we let down the two other units on our team. You know, We felt like special teams and defense gave us opportunities to win the game. And as an offense, we didn't carry our weight and do our part. Um, so that's, that's where you feel the worst, is you, let, you feel like you let down the rest of the team. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.